because I think it'll help with the sermon that... Do you want to come up here, or are you going to... Okay. A lot of people wonder what's going on and why are things like they are. And someone, don't let me forget to receive this morning's tithes and offerings because it is Mission Fund Sunday. I still marvel that the third person of the Godhead would choose to come and take up his abode with us, to think that at our invitation, he fills us in baptism and oversees God's plan for our lives, is more grace than we could ever hope for. And the supernatural language he brings with him to bring us, to help us find that perfect plan is perhaps the greatest phenomenal of them all. I taught this morning on natural law brought under subjection by the Spirit. I can't do it all, but I just want to share this one part. The more of God's plan we find, I taught about, we know the Word, but without the, the Holy Spirit, without praying in tongues, you just know the Word. And so I, I think you'll understand, the more of God's plan we find, the more the Holy Spirit, who is the executor of spiritual law, will be able to bring natural law under subjection in our lives. Natural law governs the circumstances that surround us, causing things to go for or against us, making us either rich or poor, sick or healthy, happy or sad. But God designed natural law to be made subordinate to spiritual law. And since the divine plan for our lives comes from the very heart of God, it is, in sport, it is enforced as spiritual law. When we spend any amount of time at all praying in the Holy Ghost, we are uttering divine secrets or spiritual laws. The Holy Spirit then empowers those laws to see that circumstances, natural laws, line up with the purpose and plan of God for our lives. We cannot pray constantly for very long before things that don't belong in God's plan for us begin to fall away. That's why we pray in the Spirit, because the Spirit knows God's plan, what was spoken into at the very foundation of, of the world. In, our, in his plan for us, every step of our walk daily. And we need to pray in the Holy Spirit so he can cause our lives to line up to that and the natural forces that have hindered us for so long to no longer be a part of it, that we are led by the Spirit and not by the flesh or the natural circumstances that surround us. Remember, the devil is the god of this world, but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And that's the Holy Spirit. So we have the greater one dwelling within us. We have to let him out. It's very important to know the word of God, but you have to know the Holy Spirit. 
How do you get to know him? By praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Yielding yourself over. So ushers, let's go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. I know we have. I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, and body, and I thank you that the anointing upon the word destroys every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. There will not be any children's church today, so um, just get excited. And if you're a, a child, you need to hear this. Take notes. If you have a kid next to you, give him a paper and a pen and make sure he takes notes. He or she or whoever. I haven't even checked this out. Okay. Have you programmed your mind for success? Have you programmed your mind for success? You know, we're made up of, of a three parts. We, are a, we have a spirit. We have a soul. And we have a body. Our soul consists of our mind, will, emotions, and intellect. So have you programmed your mind for success? You know if you have by what you speak out of your mouth. For life and death are in the power of the tongue, the word of God says, and you will eat thereof it, whichever. So we need to get our minds, not like I'm trying to reprogramize you or anything here. I couldn't do that if I tried. But we need to program our mind for success. You know, it's just like the programs on your computer. You know, our mind picks up everything. It remembers everything. I hate to tell you that. So that's why it's so important what you hear. Jesus said, watch what you hear because he knew that, or what you see. You know, people that get involved in pornographic literature and things, they've seen it and it's hard to erase it. The only thing that can erase it is God himself. And knowing the word of God and praying in the Holy Ghost. And I can guarantee you it can be erased. But why even go there if you can right now decide, make a decision in your life, I will watch what I hear. I will watch what I see. If you are parents, it's your responsibility to make sure what your children are watching, hearing, and, and playing with and doing. Amen? My, you know, I had one one time that had borrowed some, I've shared this before, borrowed some tapes. In those days it was cassette tapes from some friends. And he knew what he was allowed to listen to and he knew what he wasn't. I didn't know they were friends. The Lord said, he's got some stuff in his closet that he shouldn't have there. My kids knew I was allowed in their room at any time and I could go through anything. I pay the rent. Okay. That's, that's my feeling. I paid the rent. They lived in my house. So that was my room. You are, you are privileged to live there. It is my responsibility to make sure you are fed and you are privileged to live there. So God told me there's stuff in the closet. So I went in there and by golly, there was a box of, they weren't bad tapes. They weren't like pornography or something, but they were, you know, rock tapes that I didn't allow. We didn't allow and he knew it. I just took them out and busted them all. And uh, my husband and I, I don't know if you were, a, you were a part of it. Did you help bust? 
I did. I had a good old time busting things. Um, anyway, when he found out they weren't there, he was a little upset because, not upset that he knew he was wrong to do that. He admitted it, but that I busted a bunch of tapes that were his friends. And I said, that's too bad. They were in my house. You figure out how you're going to buy them or pay them back or whatever. You have two jobs. You go deal with it. Because that's not my problem. You brought into my house. They're now destroyed. So parents, you need to watch what your children watch. You need to watch what they see. Because their little minds, just like ours, pick up whatever, and that stays there. When a child is born, contrary to what some people say, they do not come into this world as sinners. They have to be taught sin. Okay? And it's up to us to keep that from them. Amen? Okay, Colossians 1.9. So have you programmed your mind for success? If you haven't yet, now's your opportunity. Amen? Ladies, don't even concern yourself about your makeup. I'm wondering if it's worth wearing it anymore. I'm beginning to wonder. Okay, Colossians 1.9. Have you programmed your mind for success? And at any time, darling, if you decide you want to come up and share something, just jump right out of your chair. Come on up here and... For this reason, well, let's look at this. In verse 8 he says, Who also declared unto us love in the Spirit. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified in verse 9. For this reason we also, from the day we heard of it, have not ceased to pray and make special requests for you, asking that you may be filled with the full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will in all, in all spiritual wisdom and in comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes of God and in understanding and discernment of spiritual things, that you may walk and live, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in by the knowledge of God with fuller, deeper, and 
clearer insight, acquaintance with recognition. We pray that you be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance, and for, forbearance with joy. Hallelujah. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people, in the light. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you for that. And I want to turn to Jude. We did this this morning. We found out that how do we attain this? What is another way that we attain this? This is so important. As we look at that scripture, look at Jude 20, and it says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, Make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise for this. So we need to believe, we need to be filled with the knowledge of his will. We need to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Number two, Psalms 37 23. Thanks. Praise you, Jesus. Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth his way. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. You know, as we look at this and we respond in faith to the word and guidance of the Holy Spirit, because my steps are ordered of the Lord. You know, as I taught in the early class today, we saw how important it was to know the word and that God has steps that he has already spoken over us from the foundation of the uh, from the foundation of the world that we are to walk in them operate them and become what he has spoken us to be and the holy spirit in us praying through us as we allow him to make sure that we are have the knowledge and the ability to walk in the steps that god has foreordained that we would walk in that he has foreordained. So our lives, when we look at this, he spoke this into existence, and our lives were pre-planned by God what we would become. You know, some people, thank God, in our children's church, they get born again at very young ages. They know, you know, a child can be born again at the age of three or four, if the, even two if the family and the parents have really explained to them about Jesus Christ and who he is. So at that very age, that very young age, they begin to develop in the things of the Spirit. And when we get born again, we begin to develop in the things of the Spirit. And so as we look at this scripture, and we, we thank, I thank God for this scripture, in 37.23 it says, Stir up myself... Wait a minute, hang on. Did I miss it completely? I think I did. 
This devil, well, you got another one. This is the one we really wanted. So you really got another one, which was great. 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in his way. I really like that other one. What was it? Praise you, Jesus. Anybody know? What was the first one I gave? That was the one I gave? Okay. Mine must have turned it. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. Now, I want you to really think about this. If your steps were ordered of the Lord before the foundation of the earth, then his plan is that you walk in them continually. Amen? How? We know the word and we pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost makes sure that we have the knowledge. We've got the knowledge. You, you have to have the knowledge of the word in you. But once you do, he, makes, he brings that knowledge to you and causes you to operate in those steps unless you rebel against it, which I don't think anyone here would honestly want to rebel against the things of God. Amen? I pray not. So I want you to think about this. Your steps have already been ordered. You've already been spoken over, spoken into existence. So God himself, with Jesus on his right hand interceding for us, God himself spoke those things. Jesus paid the price, made the path clear so we could walk in it. He's continually interceding for us, and we have the Holy Spirit that knows exactly what God spoke, hears from God, and if we will allow him to, praise through us, praise out the plan that God has placed in us. But we must program our mind and ourselves to this. We, ne- we need to look at, look at what God has already done and decide, I am a sojourner on this earth. God has a plan and purpose for me, and I'm going to respond to him, and I'm going to fulfill that plan and purpose. If we will do that, even what the enemy tries to throw with us, if we stay right in his will, his perfect will, and his perfect word and will for us, then we will see everything line up the way he wants it to go. Yes, we will have to, having, all, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Yes, we will have to use the word against the enemy, but the Holy Spirit will show us exactly how and exactly when to start. I don't know about you, but, I've, but the Lord will tell me, this is coming your way, deal with it. If we'll get up in the morning and give ourselves over to God, the best thing you could do is to pray, get up early, Pray in the Holy Spirit for an hour. If you drive to work, pray in the Holy Spirit to work. Many of you do that, I know. Pray in the Holy Spirit to work. Give him your day. Take authority over everything if you work in an office that's in there and walk clear through and allow God to have the whole day and move everything out of the way for you. Now that's, that's how it's supposed to work, folks. But we've got to line up with, with the way God with the God, way God made it to work. You understand what I'm saying? Or the way he proclaimed that we were to walk. So most people or most churches limit 
the Holy Spirit, they literally throw him out, which is sad because it says, grieve not the Holy Ghost by saying that's not for today. Well, I don't know how anybody could live without the Holy Spirit. I can't. Praise God. Okay, number three. Deuteronomy 28.2. God is my source and supply because his blessings overtake me. He is my source and supply. If you keep this in your mind and you pray, if you take this scripture, I'm giving you some scriptures to speak, to look up, to meditate on, and then pray in the Holy Ghost. That way, when the enemy tries to get you disappointed because you didn't get your raise at work or whatever, you know that God's your source and he's going to cause things to take place anyway. Amen? It's not, your job is not your source. Deuteronomy 28.2. My job's not my source, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Even though, you know, we're pastors, God's our source. And I've shared, you know, when we first started the church, there, there just really wasn't, money wasn't coming in. I mean, if you think your rent at home is something, or your house payment is something, you should see the bills on this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And um, our name is on it. And so, I have to trust, you know, we've got to trust God for everything, folks. I'm being honest here. And I remember the days when, when pastor used to forget to take the offering when we first started. So, you know, people go home, whatever. You know, you're, ble you're believing in the money. Um, I remember the days when it didn't come in, but it came in from the outside. I remember the days when we put it on our credit card and believed it to come in from the outside or come in from the in wherever, and he did it. Because our feeling was so many ministries have bad credit. Their churches have bad credit. Well, this church has excellent credit because we made a, we made a decision that if we're going to walk by faith and we're going to teach prosperity, then this church will not be in debt. You know, if you take care of God's house, God will take care of your house. Amen? So, God is my source. Deuteronomy 28.2. Let's look at verse 1. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I commanded you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Hallelujah. And all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. All the blessings. Say that with me. All these blessings. All of them. Not just some of them. All of them. You know, some people pick out and say, well, I, I want that and I want I want it all. I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for me. I don't just want part of it and pick through it. I'll take this and I'll take that. I want it all. Maybe I'm... Well, no, I'm not. I want it all. If God says all, then we need to, we need to go after all. Yeah. You know, he didn't say some. All, if you heed the voice of the Lord your God, they will take, overtake you if you heed 
the voice of the Lord your God. Now, I'm going to take this back to what I'm teaching on in early class. You hear the word, you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're going to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Number uh, four. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read quite a bit of Proverbs 3. Start with verse 1. My, my son, forget not my law teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and years of life worth living and, tranquil, and tranquility, inward and outward and continuing through old age till death, these shall be added to you. What a promise. Tranquility, inward and outward, continuing through your old age. Days and years of life worth living. That is so powerful. Till death or the rapture, these shall they add to you. Let not mercy and kindness, shutting out all hatred and selfishness and truth, shutting out all deliberate hypocrisy or falsehood, forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the tablet of your heart. So you shall find favor, good understanding, and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Lean on, trust, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. You notice he tells us, do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Like I shared that car. Um, in all your ways, no acknowledge. Know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make your path, make straight and plain your paths. Hallelujah. He will make straight and plain your paths. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let's go on. It shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moisturizing to your bones. Here we go. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and the first fruits of all your income, so that your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. So he desires that you that you are your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. You know, even to, in the time, in the day that we live, I believe that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you exactly where you are to place your money. That is so important that everything that we touch, everything that we do, we are listening to the Holy Spirit. Because I'm going to tell you, God is a Jew and he's tight with his money. He's very free and liberal to give to his children. But 
he does not make mistakes. I want you to listen to me really clear here. He does, you know, if you remember when Jesus fed the 5,000 and, and the loaves and fishes and whatever, he had them pick up the pieces. He did not, he did not waste anything. And he is looking for people, children of his, that will take his, that will use his money wisely for him and not waste any of it. Okay? That's why we need to hear what the Spirit of God has to say because he has commissioned each of us. There, there are several of you in this church that are, cause, uh, that are called to give. I mean, give heavily so he can totally funnel money through you. And there are more coming, okay? So he can continually funnel money to you so you can give into the kingdom of God. You are created for that purpose. That's, that's exciting when you think of that. You've been created for that. And the blessings just keep coming and coming and coming. And so he wants us to know exactly how we are, are to do give or what contractor to hire or who to wash your windows or whatever. Remember I talked earlier about who comes in your house. Okay? And so he wants you to be very sensitive in the spirit about these things, about every part of your life. So he can cause the blessings to come your way. Amen? He says, Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency and the righteous labors with the first fruits of all your income so that your storage places shall be filled with plenty and your vat shall be overflowing with new wine. Glory to God. If I honor God with my possessions and with my first fruit, I am going to have, everything I have is going to be overflowing. Think of it. Do we need the new wine? The joy of the Holy Ghost in this hour. Praise you, Jesus. We have not seen anything in this church like what God is getting ready to do. I'm not kidding you. You don't want to miss. It's going to come to the place where you don't want to miss because if you miss, you're going to go, wow, I missed it. I missed it. Pastor and I missed it one time big at a Rama thing. Best service I think they ever had. We were, I, I was tired, so we stayed home, and all we heard was, you missed it. Deuteronomy 8.18. God delights in my prosperity. He gives me power to get wealth. He gives me power to get wealth. God, give me power to get wealth. Hallelujah. You should just say that every morning. God, I thank you that you give me power to obtain wealth. I'm going to prove it to you. Um, Deuteronomy 8.18. Thank you, Jesus. And the more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more he's going to show you the power will come. Jesus said, be ye filled with the Holy Spirit and you will receive power. <laughs> power will come upon you. When I say Deuteronomy 8, 18. I don't know about you, but my, my spirit is jumping up and down in the chair. <laughs> but you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, 
as it is this day. Hallelujah. He swore to to your fathers that he would give you power to obtain wealth. Hallelujah. He swore to Abraham. You see it just flowed right down the line and we're in that line. Hallelujah. Jesus became poor so we could become rich. I will tell you, he, you know, people say, oh, he was so poor when he walked on this earth. No, he wasn't. He had a treasure. How many of you have a treasure? God, give me a treasure. Not, not for the church, but for me. So I can... Can you imagine if you had so much money you needed a treasure, it would funnel out that money constantly? Praise you, Jesus. I shared a few a while, a few weeks ago about, about a book I was reading, and even though it was a fictional book, it went along with what I just shared. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> God delights in my prosperity. Why? Because it comes from him. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper. I wish above all things that you would prosper. Everything I write practically has 3 John 2 on it. Even when I'm writing something on my Facebook page, it's very rarely, if not there's other scripture, very rarely that I do not end with 3 John 2, or if I write to someone, I'll write that. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. Building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> your soul prospers. <laughs> okay, I'm getting happy up here now. We really have a party. You ready for a party? Deuteronomy 11:12. I love this scripture. Love, 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 love this scripture. Just we're just in the beginning of the year, right? Deuteronomy 11:12 But the land which you enter to possess is a land of hills and valleys Oh gosh, let's see. No hills and valleys which drinks water of the rain and of the heavens and a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. The eyes of the Lord are continually upon you from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Every year. Every year. Every year. This drought that we're going through is from the enemy. We need to take this scripture, church, and begin to command it. We begin to need to command it. Remember, the natural law governs the circumstances that surround us. We have power over those circumstances. I don't care if it rains on my yard. Every one of us should, should be raining our You know, there was a, a tribe in Africa that Ronnie Howard Brown knew them well, and he speaks of them, that there was such a drought in Africa, there was some missionaries, right, that went to this, to this tribe, and they began to teach the word, and they began to teach prosperity, and I'm sure they taught this scripture. I'm not sure, but I... This would be one I would teach. 
It rained on their property only. On that church's property, every one of them only, and the crops were just multiplying on their property so they could feed others. Hallelujah. So think about this. Begin to pray this. Begin to stand on this. There are things right now that we need to stand on. Know it, what it says in the Word. Pray it out in the Holy Ghost, and he's going to tell you how to command things to come into existence. Hallelujah. Don't, don't limit. Do not limit God. Do not limit your mind. God gave us a mind to think. You know, Adam had such a mind that he named all the animals. Jesus paid the price. He, he was the second Adam. He has, got, he has given back to us all that the enemy stole. Take it. Take it. Hallelujah. Take it. Don't let allow the enemy to have it anymore. Take command and ram the word down his throat. Your days are numbered. Keep it up. Your days are numbered. If the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm just even talking about the remnant that Brother Hagen talked about, would grab a hold of this and walk with it. it lives and things would change just like that. The miracles would start to happen. You know, people, when miracles start to happen, church, people are going to run to the church because they don't want brain cancer. I'm telling you, when the dead get raised, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out devils. That's what Jesus said. He said he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Not just some, but all who were oppressed. I've never seen so many oppressed people in my life. I thought Santa Cruz was something. This place beats them all. No, I'm just kidding. The time we live in, there are so many oppressed people out there. Why? Because, number one, they listen to the news. I guarantee it. There's so much fear and oppression on people because of their, what they're hearing. Then they speak it, and then, that, then they believe it. What you hear and you speak, you believe. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? So watch what you say. Okay, next. Psalms 1, 1 to 3. Heed this now. Jesus said as I was doing this, if someone can to that, um, praise you, Father. As I wrote this scripture down, this is number 6, heed now. He said heed it now, so that means we better get to heeding it now. In other words, I, we, we've heard it, and we might have ignored it, but today is this day that you need to write it down in your Bible and put the time and the date on it and say, I heed this now, and God, I'm going to do it. Okay? Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. And enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes. Nor, that's number one. Nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. That's number two. Nor sits down to gather. That means you sit out and eat with them. Got it? You sit down and you have fellowship and you eat with them. I'm going to be blunt. I'm, you know, the days of me being quiet and shutting up are over, folks. 
You have, you have never seen anything yet. So I'm going to, God's going to tell you exactly what this means so you don't have any doubt on what this means. Okay? When Jesus told him, let the dead bury the dead, follow me, he meant it. When he said, These, your relatives are going to rise up against you, he meant it. In other words, get ourselves out of the way and let God deal with them. I kept trying to save them all, and the more I tried, the further they, no. Let God do it, okay? So listen up. Happy, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes. Nor stands submissive or inactive in the path where sinners walk. Nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Are they scornful? Are they mockers? Think of it. Look up that word. Look up both those words. Check it out and say, I'm not associating with these people. That's why I don't listen to the news anymore. They're scornful and they're mockers. Okay? I, I cleared out people that I did not want to hear from that were, that were in this place. You say, oh, that sounds cruel. No, I'm not God, I'm not the Holy Ghost, and I cannot get them saved. I'll do more damage if I butt myself into their lives where I'm, when I'm not supposed to because I've been there, done that. Okay? Now, I've shared to you about the time when we went over on Thanksgiving after we got saved. I knew we were supposed to do that, take the tape recorder over and put it in the middle of the table with Kenneth Copeland blaring on, not blaring, he was, he was about, you know, talking like I am on it. They all left, but within, what, a year, dear? They were all saved. They all got up, went in and watched the football game. We sat, our family sat at the table alone and we listened to Kenneth Copeland. But every one of them got saved within a year. They kept coming to our house on Sunday nights hoping we'd stay home and talk to them and we'd say, listen, folks, <laughs> Pastor Brenton was his family. We go to church, so if you want to come, you're going to drop in and you want to come to church with us, come on and go to church with us. They did. They got saved. They got healed. They got delivered. Hallelujah. So, turned out really good. Then he goes on. But his delight and desire is in the word of the Lord, and in his word, the precepts and instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season, its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I think one time we even had a bunch of your relatives come from I don't know where. I, I know my kids were funny, and please take this not as a slur, but 
they said, because the whole car was fat, um, packed with, with Filipinos, and my kids were, you know, kids are, I've never seen so many people get out of the car. Well, it was on a Sunday, and they were visiting, and we looked at them and said, you know what? We go to church. You want to come? <laughs> I think I was always the big mouth, right? I don't know. Maybe you were. Want to come? And um, they came, and they got saved. His that was your uncle, 79 or something, when he got saved. It was amazing. But what if we had just said, well, you know, we don't want to offend him. <laughs> they would have gone to hell. Or God would have sent someone else. I don't know, but he, he put on our heart to do that. And it was a good thing, trust me. I won't go into details, but just trust me. So we need to heed this. He means this, this Psalms 1. He means it. He means it right now. He said, heed now with an exclamation point. 7, Ephesians 4.20. Put on Jesus. You know what? We're going to stop right there. Before the dinner burns up. Hallelujah. Heed now. I got to go through my friends list and see if I need to cut anybody else out. <laughs> hey, if God tells me heed now, I'm going to heed now. I'm not kidding. All right. I'm going to bless the food. We have a visitor here today. Could you give us our name, your name, sir? Yeah. You're Jacob? David, my gosh, I didn't recognize you. You grew hair. <laughs> Sorry. Back up the tape. Hallelujah. <laughs>